From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Friday, July 9th. I'm Marco Werman. Today, the biggest spy swap with Russia since the end of the Cold War is completed. The U.S. may have gotten the short end of the deal. The Americans had the equivalent of 10 freshly caught salmon and have got in exchange from Russia four rather elderly tins. Also, Italian investigators often rely on phone taps, maybe too often. Wiretapping has replaced old-fashioned police inquiries. And an octopus picks the winner of the World Cup. So far, he's been on the money every time. First up, this news. BBC News with David Austin. The US has announced that an elaborate spy swap with Russia has taken place successfully. Ten Russian agents arrested in the US last month were flown to Vienna and exchanged for four people who'd been jailed in Russia. David Willis reports from Washington. Shortly after private flights from Russia and America brought the spies to Vienna, where they changed planes and then took off, the American Justice Department announced the biggest spy swap since the Cold War had been successfully completed. The American plane carrying four spies from Russia stopped briefly at a British Air Force base on its return to the U.S., and reports suggest two of the four may have got off there. Senior U.S. officials have hailed the spy saga as an important achievement, saying that by shutting down the network, they had demonstrated strong counterintelligence capability and sent a warning to other countries that might have been contemplating spying on the U.S. The United Nations Security Council has unanimously condemned the attack that caused a South Korean warship, the Chunin, to sink earlier this year. But the statement, drafted by the United States, stops short of naming North Korea, despite an international inquiry which found the communist country was to blame. Correspondents say the emission helped ensure the support of China, which refuses to censure its North Korean allies. South Korea welcomed the statement, but the North Korean ambassador to the UN, Sin Son Ho, said the Security Council should not have discussed the incident in the first place. Today, the Security Council has failed to bring correct judgment or conclusion on the case because the Security Council has debated unclear incidents in Iraq. Normally, this incident should have been resolved between the North and the South of Korea from the very beginning without having been brought to the United Nations. 46 South Korean sailors died in the attack. Google says China has renewed its operating license in an apparent compromise following a bitter row. Google had angered the Chinese leadership earlier this year by threatening to pull out over hacking and censorship. Here's Chris Hogg in Shanghai. It appears the Chinese authorities have stopped short of punishing the American firm for its high-profile rejection of the rules regarding censorship here. In January, Google warned it might leave China. In March, it began to redirect visitors to its Chinese website to a site in Hong Kong automatically. Web searches on that site were uncensored. Last week, Google stopped automatically rerouting users, though. Instead, a click on google.cn led users to a page which they could then access the Hong Kong site from. This was judged to be a softening of its stance, a compromise aimed at ensuring its licence would be renewed. This is the World News from the BBC. 
The Colombian politician Ingrid Betancourt, who spent six years as a hostage of the FARC guerrillas, wants compensation from the Colombian government for her ordeal. Ms. Betancourt and her family have asked for more than six million dollars in damages for emotional distress and loss of earnings during her captivity in rebel jungle camps. The Colombian Defense Ministry has expressed surprise and regret, noting that troops had risked their lives to rescue Ms. Betancourt in 2008. It says she ignored advice not to travel to the rebel-controlled area. At least 60 people have been killed in a suicide attack outside a government office in the Mohmand region of Pakistan, close to the border with Afghanistan. Eyewitnesses said at least 20 shops were destroyed. The three Western powers, known as the Sudan Troika, have expressed serious concern about the human rights situation in the Africa.